Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, morning. Russell. Good morning everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. And we thank you in advance for the powerful teaching that you provide us this evening. We ask, Lord, for a quickening in the hearts of all those that receive that message about this session today. That you draw them towards you. Unless you draw them, they cannot come, Lord. And unless you fill them with your spirit, they cannot be awakened. So we ask for that drawing, Lord. That you draw men towards you. We ask for that awakening. We ask for you to call on them, Lord. In your name, we share that message with everyone this day. Believing that it is you who are doing a new thing in them. It is you who are stirring them up. And it is you who will reveal your thoughts. Who will reveal your word, your word to them. When that teaching is being provided this evening. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for every testimony that you have worked on during this week. And they shall speak of it this day. We also thank you, Lord, for all the testimonies that will take place during the powerful praise and worship session this evening. We prophesy those healings, those restorations, those renewals in your name, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for pouring your peace and joy into our hearts. That peace and joy which only you can give and no one else can, no one can take away either. And in your presence, in your name, Lord, we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family. We share it with those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this prayer group. Those that have no one to pray for them as well. We share it with every Christian that does not personally know you and all those that do not want to know you. That their hearts be turned towards you and their steps be reordered towards your light. And so in faith, Lord, we call on your name, knowing that everyone that calls on your name will not end up in shame. And we raise our brothers and our sisters we call on the name of the one who is ever faithful. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The King of Kings. The preserver of men. The one who leads us in the way we should go. And the one who has covered our head in the day of battle. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The one who taught us faith, the one who gave of his everything for our salvation, for our redemption, that we might be free and no longer under slavery. The one who is the bridge to the Father, the sheep gate, our advocate that stands in between us and his judgment. The one who is our daily bread. The mirror in which we look in. We look at ourselves in. And it is by his spirit that we perceive what we see in there through the convictions that he offers us in the spirit. That we are then prompted, pushed, encouraged and empowered to take actions 
to adopt that light and reject all the other darkness that is within. And we pray in the name of that spirit, the same spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of the El Shaddai, the living God, the all-powerful, the almighty, the spirit of victory, the breath of the Father given to us, who heals our backsliding, who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father, the one who changes times and seasons and has now made his tabernacle within us, raising us up from being dead in the flesh to alive in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, the gift of your spirit, the gift of prayer. With angels and destiny help us, you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. You renew your mercy for us every morning and you daily load us with benefits. Pour your grace into our hearts, into our lives. You pour a new part of your word in us so that that word can then become flesh when we understand it and when we gain wisdom to apply it in our lives that we are able to apply it in every single circumstance and act out of that spiritual intelligence. We thank you, Father. And as we make our reflection in our prayer today, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and everyone, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by that same precious blood that has won all victories. We declare it as our barricade, our hedge in the spirit. That blood that has won every victory and is a threat to the enemy. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. I also herald the power in our spoken word by proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. Each one of us say this, Lord. And we declare that it shall not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today I'd like to reflect on, and this will be a three-part series, on why Satan attacks believers, and why does God allow it? Today we shall address the first question and start actually and continue into that tomorrow. And then on the third part, we'll reflect on why does God allow those attacks? What is he really doing there? To start with, let me tell you that Satan is not interested in you. He's not interested in destroying humanity, let alone the believer. He does not want to wipe out men. His battle is against God, against God's kingdom and to establish his own kingdom. 
Look at Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15, where he said, I will set among the five I wills. One was, I will set my throne above the stars of God. And then lastly, he said, I will be like the most high. He wants that power. Remember, God made, God only made one of his creations like him. Satan is saying, I will be like him, but God only made one you know, that is like him, and that is man. So there's an element of jealousy there as well, which has stirred him up. Where he was thrown down, and all the authority, the position that should have been his, that was his in the past, before pride came in. That kind of favor, that kind of love, that kind of attention is now being given to man. So when you look at these five wills, you see that Satan's kingdom is based on world dominion. Remember, after he was thrown out of heaven, he was thrown down to earth, in the earth realm. His kingdom is based on world dominion now, establishing that dominion here, which we see in Genesis 1.28, God gave that dominion to man. He wants everything on earth, including man, to bow down to him. And that kingdom is centered on his principles around being self-sufficient and independent of God. I will be like the Most High where everyone worships me. That was his idea. And this philosophy is totally opposite to God's philosophy where God made man to have a relationship with him and to depend on him. Where Satan was made of light and God said, let, let everyone know what I can make out of a small piece of dirt, mud, dust. And he created man and placed him opposite Satan. More importantly, in his own image and likeness. So Satan seeks to corrupt man with self-sufficiency. And to defeat the kingdom of God by keeping man far from it. By preventing him from getting close to it. God seeks that relationship with man. So if Satan can get man to cut off that relationship and keep it cut off. Even going to the extent of sabotaging any attempts of man to grow in the spirit. Preventing them from getting close to that kingdom of God. That's the prime reason why he focuses on the believer. We often see that a believer is under attack. They suffer much in life while a non-believer enjoys all the good things and we think life is not fair. God is not fair. Whereas it is possibly Satan who has seen this person as a potential threat in the spirit to his kingdom. Because nothing is really hidden in the spirit realm. Everything is in plain sight. So before that person can grow in the spirit to a point where they can be a threat to his kingdom, Satan has already found it out. 
he has already inspected that person and will introduce them to vices like addictions, pornography, and even ambitions, a lust for worldly pleasure, for money, for fame, so that they can be distracted and discouraged even before they know what their purpose in life is. He seeks to steal before they are made aware. Some are attacked at an early age and they don't even know it and they don't know why. But when you see that happening, we need to try and discern in the spirit. Is Satan trying to block the ways of God from taking fruit, taking shape in that person's life? Is that happening to our own children? Think again. Take a closer look. The unsuspecting Christian may not even see that in happening in their children. When we look at it from the eyes of the flesh, it all seems normal. It all seems like this is something that is common to that age. Unfortunately, Satan has been doing it to way too many kids, way too many young people that it has now become the norm and we see it as normal to that age. His strength is not knowledge. He is not omniscient, only God is. He is not even omnipresent. He can only be present at one place at a time. His strength is experience. He doesn't know everything about you except the things that you have revealed to him. It is like us posting a Facebook status when we tell others about our plans and our thoughts. When we use social media, any place or anything, any platform, including your own discussions, your chats with friends, where you use those places to reveal what is going on in your thoughts, your plans. And along with them, Satan has overheard it or his minions have overheard it as well. When we speak about our innermost thoughts to anyone, including God, he is also listening. The only time he can't decipher it is when you pray in tongues. And that is one of the reasons why this evening's topic becomes important. He has been observing your family before you were born. He knows their values, their moral standards. Which ones are weak links in their culture that he can take advantage of? Weak links in their beliefs, in their traditions. He has found out what they have handed down to you in the name of religion, in the name of ethics, morals and culture. And now he has been monitoring you all your life from day one at birth. What is your thinking pattern? What do you personally allow and disallow in your values, in your ethics? How much of the word are you aware of? Are you born again and spiritually alive or are you even inclined towards it? Are you a fighter or are you submissive? Are you strong in 
your value systems or are you just gullible? Are you one that will easily give in to any kind of temptation? He studies your nature and paints that image, that portrait, and then comes up with a plan of attack. He looks at whether are you actually actively pursuing spiritual growth as well. So over the course of that entire study, he has found out weaknesses. He has found out potential loopholes. He has found out open doors and windows. Those are the only ways that he can enter in. The only right or permission Satan has over you is that which you give him. He cannot snatch. He can only steal what you allow him to steal. And yet, so he might even go with trial and error, marketing some of his advertisements to you to see which ones you might be vulnerable to or which ones you might pick. Perhaps it is pornography. Look again at your own personal life. What are you allowing and permitting to take place? That is the start of building of strongholds as well. It all starts with that one enticement. He can start with that enticement and then even go to fear. But he will only attack those that carry any kind of spiritual movement, that carry any potential for light in them. And when they start to become a threat. For those that are not a threat, he won't even waste his time. That's why non-believers don't face any attack and you wonder, what did I do wrong? The problem is not about what you did wrong. The problem is you are doing everything right. That is why you become a threat. When there is no light and no spiritual growth, when people are probably already victim to his temptations of fleshly ways, he doesn't need to fight them. They themselves have submitted and have fallen from a potential place of being able to fight as well. Are you seeing why Satan promotes fleshly life over spiritual life? Because fleshly life is totally opposite of spiritual life, is inclined towards sin. It is very easy for him to accuse them and all he needs to do is just bring that accusation. God's law will do the rest because God's law judges them and then they are due for whatever punishment or outcomes comes based on what the law has prescribed. There is no fight for Satan there. We shall stop here and continue on this in our second part tomorrow. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we are being stirred in the spirit. Everyone that hears this little reflection, that each one be stirred in the spirit and be quickened to look at our own lives in your spiritual mirror, Lord. To see all those doors and windows that we have opened unto the enemy. All those areas that we have left ourselves vulnerable. Perhaps it's our loose tongue where we reveal everything about us. And don't hide our plans and our thoughts. Until they are fully manifested. Help us find out all those areas of our weakness, Lord the susceptibility to temptations that we have in us. Even if it's just social media, if it's movies or TV, if it's wasting our time, 
around all those ways of entertainment rather than focusing on things that are priority in our life our purpose our spiritual growth reveal all those to us father and we ask for conviction in the spirit we ask for direction to make those amends and to rise above that area where we have stagnated in our spiritual growth or that area where we have been failing we ask for that edification in our spirit and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends we pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease all those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day we pray for all those families that are battling any kind of division or separation for all those that are battling strongholds as well we pray lord for our own personal needs those of our families and especially those that are not yet saved this day quicken them of father that they might call on your name and be freed and step into your kingdom father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us and we release our prayer and our faith this morning making it our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit believing that what we have spoken we shall receive for your word says when two agree on something here on earth then the father will do that for them this is jesus's promise to us and we stand on that promise lord and we now release our prayer in the spirit using the gift of our tongues I encourage those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit yakianda rasta fara dele Yamba <laughs> <laughs> 
Santa Kiyasa, 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 Santa Kiyasa,
Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we were praying, there's two scriptures that have been put on my heart. The first one is from Ephesians 6.12. For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Second one is from Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James chapter 4, verse 7, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as also Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on all our channels, please use your social media and share them with others that they might be blessed as well. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. The topic this week is a continuation of last week's series that has been started on the power of praying in tongues. We've learned in this series about the language of the recreated, the born-again man, why speak in other tongues, and the New Testament experience. Now we've seen how powerful this topic has been last Friday where many have been blessed with gifts of the Spirit. 
and prominent among them is the gift of tongues. Please share that testimony with others. Invite them to come and let them experience the presence of God firsthand that hovers over these prayer meetings. We shall share links for them to join on Zoom and on YouTube. On all our platforms, you'll find them on all our social media channels, on YouTube as well, on our uh, Telegram group as well. Please share those with everyone. Praise and worship will start at 5.30 p.m. followed by the, the I Confess boldly, testimony time, and then the teaching approximately at 7.30 p.m. onwards, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Friday, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, God bless everyone. God bless you all. Thank you, Russell. Thank you.